Andy. So Hello. it's great to see you. It's great to see you again. And you too. this month, our topic is conversations. Um, it feels like the right thing to do at the end of the year is just to sit down and have some conversations. Um, yes. So we've we've picked so out. We thought some, we'd have one. <laughs> exactly. So we've picked out some interesting articles from the research uh, review of this month, um, and thought we'd just see see how a conversation could help in each of these situations. So I'd like to start with the McKinsey article about rates of burnout. And really what they're saying is that rates of burnout are rising and organizations are very diligently responding with, you know, supporting mental health and well-being, setting up schemes. But really they're saying, as we did last month, are we asking the wrong question? You know, mm. is that really the right thing we should be doing? Or should we be looking at what's causing this burnout and look at those work practices instead? Yeah, it's a pretty simple message, isn't it? You know, we know in our bones that to really address something, you need to go to root cause. Um, and, uh, and sadly, and we come across many organisations exactly like this, um, that really are very focused on fixing the symptom. Um, and we see this in diversity and inclusion. We see this psychological yes. safety. We're now seeing it much more with burnout, mental well-being, etc. Um, so we wholeheartedly agree with the sentiment here, don't we, with McKinsey? In, entirely. And I wonder, is it is it just easier to deal with the symptoms? Is that why they do it? It's very oh, visible, isn't it? Oh, a great question. I suspect it's to do with how decisions are get, ma get made. That, that, in our experience, I think often, you know, when it comes to something that is very much in the public eye and therefore it becomes a subject that probably sits on the risk agenda somewhere boards suddenly become very interested in getting it fixed fast and suddenly there's yes. money behind it and so you can kind of see how the dominoes fall you, you it's much easier to say yes we know what we're doing and we're taking this action to fix it because that's re really easily understood as opposed to what we know is a longer term approach but a far more effective one. Yes, oh, that, uh, I'm sure you're right. And it's well-intentioned entirely. Of um, course. It's, it's just that and maybe it needs to be an and, right, that, that they need to address the mental health and well-being issues and look at their work practices. And perhaps addressing both of those would have a short-term and a long-term solution. Yeah, I, I think we, we probably, uh, you know, maybe in an ideal world you wouldn't have these issues because you would have approached things in the right way in the first place but that's not reality is it so i think you're right i think it needs to be both but longer term it has to be about creating the environment within which people work it has to be yes indeed and similarly <clears throat> there was an article in hbr about um goal setting at the end of the year and you know we all know we get exhausted at the end of the year nobody really wants to think about um, goal setting and certainly in our work what we would do is is take the opportunity to to run a retro and sort of reflect back and think about the successes we've had and again that's a conversation right which enables people to reflect on the positive successes despite how hard it's been the lockdown the hybrid all of the challenges that the people have faced this year there's a strength in seeing those those successes that then can help you you know they talk about the growth mindset well you kind of need some context for a growth mindset don't you you need yeah. you need to feel good about a few things yeah i thought this um 
article was interesting. I'm, I'm looking at the Harvard Business Review article talking about gold setting. Goal setting. I thought it was quite interesting that, um, you know, it was right at the end, there was some uh, sort of reference to establishing, um, you know, sort of progress and pivot points. But I thought otherwise, largely, it felt very um, individualized. Um, and of course, you know, I guess our argument would be that if you really want to achieve anything, you don't really want to try and do it on your own. And so <laughs> how do you set up, you know, and in fact, any goal shared automatically means you can build a team around it. And then it's really about, well, how do we organize ourselves? How do we work together? What rhythms and routines do we need in order to give ourselves the best possible chance of achieving what we're setting out to achieve? So, so I'm not sure that, um, simply goal setting works. In fact, you know, there's some thinking that setting goals actually in, in some ways sets you backwards because, you, you know, and it's all to do with how your brain reacts to the goal that you've set. So if you say, right, I'm going to run a marathon, actually you're less likely to because something somewhere in your brain you think you've already done it. Um, much better to, and I think at the end of this article as it talks to sort of, progress and pivot points much better to be really clear on what are the actions i'm going to need to take in order to achieve my longer term goal and that yes. actually becomes your focus and of course yes. we are big believers in practice which kind of really fits under the same umbrella what are we yes. going to do regularly and consistently um in order to set ourselves up for success and not only in fact there's quite a strong link to the um thinking about you know burnout thinking about mental health as well because what, what are the things we're going to do consistently in order to make ourselves as fit as possible in order to you know make ourselves as as healthy and well-being in a in a sort of a holistic sense as possible and, and then let's do those things together and encourage each other along the way that takes a yes. team and yes. so if we have a goal that we all deeply believe in the likelihood of us wanting to pay attention to doing the things that perhaps we don't want to do consistently every day uh, are, are much stronger. I, yes, I really like that perspective. And it's interesting when we look at the Squadify scores, you quite often see that strong goal is really high. Yes. But then, you know, the, the, the clear plan. I'm going to achieve it and a clear yeah, plan are lower. Yes, clear plan, course. not so much. And short term priorities even lower. And actually taking care of all of the plan for everyone is really important, isn't it? Having that great vision, as you say, I'm going to run a marathon can be a bit distant and a bit daunting or okay in my head it's kind of done because I've set that goal whereas actually if you have those steps and those practices each day each week each month to get you there you're, you're much more bought in aren't you agree and and coming full circle to your point about conversations of course it's it's effective dialogue that enables that and and whilst yes. I think you know we we absolutely subscribe to the idea that you can have effective dialogue with yourself because I think I think we must we must do yes. that, but so much more helpful when you practice that with others because they will inject a level of curiosity that you perhaps wouldn't apply to yourself, or they'll have a slightly more positive outlook than you may have if you're having a conversation with yourself on your own, so to speak. And yes. so it does come down to how effective our conversations are. It comes down to our ability to get into what are sometimes quite tricky, quite robust conversations to reach a point of clarity. Um, and that happens if you have a strong bunch of relationships in a really strong team.
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And needs to be tended all year. Right. It's just a nice yeah. time of year to reflect on it. Um, and but really all year, if, if there's one thing you can do well for your team, it's keep those dialogues open. Right. So that people Agreed. are constantly evolving. And actually, the final the final article I wanted to mention was just a bit of fun, really, about how the Queen used to write her Christmas address. And, uh, and by the way, I did do a bit of research on this. And um, whilst obviously not completely 100%, um, the Queen did actually write her own speeches largely. Did she? Uh, and so that was a I bit of a change. That. So throughout that reign, because I immediately thought, oh, I wonder who actually writes the speech. <laughs> uh, or speeches, I should say. I think the Queen's speech, you know, maybe slightly, slightly different. But yeah, largely, I think she... Uh, wrote her own speeches, certainly with a bit of support, a bit of support from Prince Philip up until the point he died, actually. You see, but, so he... we are learning so much about the Queen <laughs> after she died. It's, it's a shame, oh, really, just... that we didn't know more about her. But I think, and I think one of the things that was quite interesting for us is how much she practised. And actually, that whole idea around practice that we are very much in favour of, she did too. And, you yeah. know, worked really hard at it so that when, when she delivered her speech, she came over really well and and uh, and human and and sent a, a clear message. Yeah, well, there was a really nice quote about, of course, the end goal is world peace, um, and I just thought that was a really nice example of you know one of our kind of favourite core tools, three Ws, just keeping reminding ourselves and everybody else what are we really here to do? Because of yes. course, then it's much easier to have the conversation about well. So how are the things we're doing now either helping and serving that end goal or how are we inadvertently, you know, working against uh, achieving what we really want to achieve? So then, of course, back to the HBR article, what do we do to pivot? You know, what, what do we need to change? And so taking that kind of experimental mindset to our practice is always really helpful. Yes. And of course, the leader providing that high level vision. And continuing to reinforce it is just so powerful. Everyone yeah, can get I, behind I, it, right? I think that's interesting, actually, because what we're starting to see more and more is that the leader's role becomes much more subtle. Um, you know, and actually, if you want a really, really effective team, the leader almost needs to do less. I, th I think it's so interesting. I mean, at no point abdicate responsibility. Uh, there's my little uh, royal... Uh, <laughs> Very good, very not, good. <laughs> um, at no point to sort of not take responsibility, but certainly to do whatever you can to make sure that it feels like an inclusive team. And of course, simply playing the leader role in a sort of a hierarchical sense actually reduces the inclusivity. And yes. so leader's role is changing. And that's why our philosophy of leadership, not just leaders, has always been, but I guess never been, as relevant i think as as it is today because times are changing i think um people expect a lot more as they should from the environment within which they work which means that if that's really important people are far more willing to take responsibility to contribute so it ceases to be only the leader's role um and leaders need to kind of get with that and, and i think a lot of commentary that we read out in the market needs to get alongside that and stop talking about the leader's job because actually it's the leader's behavior and, and moreover it's leadership behavior that actually anyone can demonstrate 
And if we're having effective dialogue, if we're building great relationships, um, the likelihood for everybody to lean in is much harder. Uh, sorry, yeah. much, much higher, much higher. Yes. And what a brilliant way to end, I think. Leadership, not just leaders. Leadership, everybody not can, just leaders. Everybody can do it and everybody should do it. That's right. All we need is permission. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. That's been great. Thanks, Julia.